0: I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges. And of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump meticscom dot slash magic for 20% off your first order.
1: Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage.
2: What I learned through my awakening was was that this imagination of mine, this ability to connect to this sort of magical place, it fed me. It was like when I would go there and just dream or write, it was like the more time I would spend there, the more I would feel full. And so I just wanted to be there more. And, And now for me, even my dreams, so like... I will have these like these dreams when I wake up in the morning, and I will sit and write immediately because I want to give this place of imagination where dreams exist, where I believe ideas come from, the ability to have space and place in my real world.
0: Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jai Ma... Jai my-o-mies. It's Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and heart-opening podcast... And in this episode, I'm excited to introduce to you Brent Hurd, aka The Awakened Dad. I'll have Brent share his story since he so eloquently shares his transformation and had me at the edge of my seat during this episode, but I will preface this with a piece of his story as he was living and breathing the corporate world as a Twitter executive until he had a wild awakening due to health issues and a near-death experience that led him down a different path, shall we say. So anyway, now he is a great storyteller. And given his background, a smart businessman who happens to be helping Brie out. And anyway, I was introduced to him through Brie because, well, he's not only a great storyteller, but a smart businessman who is helping Brie out. And she wanted me to chat with him for whatever reason. I had no idea why, but I'm so happy I did as we were well, we were mostly talking about Bree, but I also got a glimpse into his journey, and I could tell that Brent was a genuine, sensitive, great family man with a story that really needs to be heard, so I had this strong nudge to have him on the show, and... He said yes, and here he is. So in this episode, Brent shares his story and waking up while in the corporate space and talking with spirit and what spirit means to him, along with the power of imagination and daydreaming and being an awakened family man to his kids and soulmate. And his wife and him have a wildly faded astrological chart which he explores towards the end of this podcast, along with more astrology things, which were so fun to talk about. And we just cover a lot of different topics in this conversation, and I have an inkling of a feeling you may enjoy it. Anyway, also keep an eye out for his upcoming relaunch of his podcast, The Awakened Dad, launching in a few days, July 22nd. So wild. When I told him the date that this was going to come out, he was like, what? This is my dad's birthday in heaven, and from what the medium told me a couple of months ago, he is working up there to help people down here to live out their dreams, and so To honor him, I am launching on July 22nd. Perfect timing. The week of his podcast launch, of course, (laughs) meant to be. Divine timing indeed. Also, this episode is sponsored by Skillshare, who is gifting you a free month when you go to Skillshare.com slash your own magic. More info in the midst of the episode and in the show notes also if this episode or any episode of your Own magic nourishes you inspires you or helps you in any way shape or form feel free to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and or leave a rating and review if you feel the nudge too would mean the world thank you so much for doing so anyway let's move on with the show shall we and now i believe it is time let the magic begin with Brent Hurd. First, I'm actually curious, though, before we start, I'll yeah. start later, but I just want to know how you're doing,
2: man. Thank you for asking. I am doing <laughs> I'm doing good. I'll tell you, I am definitely feeling this uh, eclipse energy, which has been uh yeah, it's been a wild, actually, week for me.
0: Some new and things coming into yes. fruition for you. Yep. Yes.
2: <laughs> new. Yeah. New stuff like walked in the door. I was like,
0: "Whoa! What is yes. going on?" Good things.
2: Yes. Very good. Very good. Super good. exciting. Oh yeah. I,
0: well, I'm happy for you. Well,
2: thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Maybe I'll
0: leave that in because that was beautiful to hear.
2: Okay, great. I love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) And I'll also ask, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life?
2: Yes. So what is lighting me up right now is my connection to spirit is lighting me up right now Um, in a way that uh, actually, yeah, in a way that it never has before Um, in like some of the most magical and mysterious ways. Like, so much so from a broad perspective, but even down to these, like, really finite examples where I'm always questioning, like, okay, are you really there? Like, is, are you really there, Spirit? Mm-hmm. And, like, even – this is, like, crazy examples, but, like, um, like, you know, I'll wake up at, like, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes uh, to, you know – or whatever, go to the bathroom or whatever, and yeah. lay back in bed, and and sometimes like I'm not falling asleep right away, and I'm asking spirit to help me fall asleep, but but hold on, it gets actually more interesting. This is actually <laughs> two nights ago, I, and I was like testing it. I was like, spirit, please help me fall back to sleep, and also, can you make sure that I'm up at six thirty? and literally fell fell right to sleep. And at 6.28, I woke up literally out of the middle of a dream and it felt like someone woke me.
0: Well, someone probably did.
2: (laughs) I know it. And I'll tell you, like, so I've had these experiences throughout my life, but finally am trusting it to just a whole nother level
0: hmm oh yeah. beautiful, and so, yeah, I'm curious what spirit represents for you, what spirit is for you, whose spirit is, if you don't mind explaining yeah
2: yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great question um spirit to me is this sort of overarching um uh, uh, power, this overarching um Energy is actually probably the best way to put it. This overarching energy that has its its hands and eyes on me mm-hmm. m- more than I have more than I ever realized in my life. And, you know, like I could actually could go on and on here.
0: I'm listening because I feel this so deeply, too, you know, and I know I know many of the listeners do. And it's amazing to hear how people will define it for themselves and bring their own words and articulation to it. And yeah, that's beautiful to say that it's this overarching energy that has its hands and eyes on me. That's one of the best ways I've heard it explained.
2: Mm. You know, and and I'll tell you, I never I never trusted it um, and meaning I would always brush it off. I would brush it off as, oh, you know, that was just another coincidence. oh, just another um, sort of unique thing that happened in my life. And the thing that pops into my head right now as I'm telling you this is this story when i was actually like right in the middle of building out the twitter business um and i had come home from a trip i was uh, i was flying home from somewhere and at the time we lived in a in a home uh where we had a downstairs uh sort of area where there was a bedroom and I would like to sleep down there because it was cool and it was dark, and I and sometimes I would just go down there and I would sleep and get a really good night's sleep. And this particular night, I I went to sleep, and I, it, out of nowhere, I was I found myself sitting on the edge of the bed, like didn't even remember like waking up, you know, there was no like waking up process. Literally, I was sitting on the edge of the bed and all of a sudden I find myself walking up the stairs in my, in my house. And as I was walking up the stairs, I, I felt this tightness in my chest and I walk upstairs, get to my bedroom, um, get in bed, my wife's sleeping and I wake up. And I, I realized that like, I thought I was just sick or I thought something was going on, you know, sort of in my, uh, my, like a cold, like I had some sort of a flu, something like that. And I woke up and I said to my wife, I said, you know, I said, honey, something is wrong. Like I didn't know what it was, but I knew that something was wrong in the house. I just had this sense. And I said, I want you to call Atlanta gas and light because I said there was like this weird smell in the house and she calls, she calls Atlanta gas and light. Um, they come over, it's now in the evening and they ask us, uh, immediately to evacuate the house. We have two little children at the time. And so we get the kids, we evacuate the house and they say, listen, the carbon dioxide levels in the house are, uh, way above, uh, safety. Um, so we, we, we need to air out the house and we need you to evacuate the house. And I said, obviously we left the house, we go to a hotel, we come back the next day. I'm walking up my driveway and the guys are still there. I'll never forget the guy, one of the guys from Atlanta Gas and Light. He's staring at me Like as I'm walking up, like just has a bead on me. And I get close to him and he says to me, He says, Mr. Hurd, I don't know how to like explain this to you, but there's no reason why you should be here. The carbon dioxide leak was directly next to the bedroom that you were sleeping in, and it was ten thousand percent higher than any levels were safe for any human being to continue to live in. What?
0: what? So he means there's no reason you should be here, not as in in your house, but alive.
2: Alive. He was like, wow. he, was, he, he was looking at me almost like I was a ghost. Wow. And so all I could chalk that up to was something waking me up and getting me out of that room and walking me, uh, up to uh, a safer place. And I've had these moments that have happened in my life now multiple times, um, which Mm -hmm. is this, uh, it's this feedback loop to me that says you are here to do something, uh, something that we're going to keep you here for. Um, and, and, and something that we're going to keep you safe for. Uh, and so it was sort of this like, uh, amazing moment that I think really introduced me to this concept of there is much more around us than we actually believe.
0: So this is your awakening story of what Really, something hit you.
2: Something hit me. That's exactly right. Wow! Uh,
0: wow! Yeah. And at this time, you were still working with Twitter. Do you mind sharing the entire story of that whole process?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so when I started working for Twitter, I'd been in the in the technology and media business for for a while. Um, Yahoo and AOL and these really big technology companies, and then I. I opened up the, um, the offices for Twitter here in Atlanta, where I live, and went through about a five-year journey building the business. When I started, there were about 150, 200 people in the company. When I left, there were about 4,000 people in the company, um, and we just sort of went through this rocket ship ride. And for me, my whole life was work, career, work, career, work, career. And after about five years, we had, we had just had our first two kids. Every time I left, I would always feel like it was a day that I would never get back with the kids. And it would literally break my heart every time I would get on a plane and take off and leave them. Um, And, and the more I did it, the more I started to just numb myself so I could just do it without really feeling it. And So about five years in, I made the decision to leave Twitter and go to a company, another local company in Atlanta, a startup. And two days after I made the decision to leave, I had an emergency appendectomy followed by walking pneumonia. Whoa. Yep, Uh, And it it rocked my world Um, Mm -hmm. much more than I actually... Knew what was happening. There was so much happening behind the scenes that I, 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 I just didn't know. Um, and I remember I went into the surgery and I had so much fear coursing through my system. So much fear of the unknown, fear of going into surgery, fear of, you know, my, are my kids going to be okay? Um, And it was just like fear, fear, fear. Went through the surgery. The surgery was successful. Um, They actually sent me home that night. And I remember vividly, I I walked into my house after, you know, being rushed to the emergency room, having the surgery. And the only way I can describe it is, is that I walked into my house and for the first time in my life, I truly saw my children, like saw the details of my children, like saw the, the smallness of my children, like saw the, saw and sensed the spirit of my children. And these were like these sensations that I had never had before. Um, and I, it's like something shifted in me. Um, from literally that moment, and and the and the story gets uh, a bit uh, more intense because as every day went by, my anxieties w- were growing. Um, I because I had never had to be still in my life.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes.
2: And so. Every, it was like everything was sort of coming up within me. And and what happened, which is uh, probably the most impactful, was two days after I had the surgery, I woke up in my bed. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning. And out of nowhere, I a vision flashed sort of in my psyche. It was like a... Like, like sometimes I like see, I'll see pictures in my mind and this, this, this picture just flashed in my mind. And the picture was me sitting on my children's swing set in the backyard, holding a gun to my head. And this image scared me so much that Uh, you know, I, I I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. And, and, uh, you know, because like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, like life just went from me, you know, resigning, going to this, you know, more local job, you know, everything was sort of copacetic to holy cow. Like my, my psyche was like impacted and and I went through just, you know, a course of therapy and, and, and I actually connected with this deeply spiritual uh, 82-year-old therapist uh, that was really life-changing for me. And the reason it was life-changing for me was because what I learned was, was that in order for me to grow, something within me had to die.
0: One hundred percent. Yes. Isn't it wild that sometimes our greatest awakening comes from a crisis and may even come from a moment where it's either a vision in our mind or in our reality where we see ourselves about to die? And that's simply just the death of an old life, an old self, an ego.
2: And that's exactly what it was. It was this ego of mine that I had built up so strongly for so long. Uh, You know, obviously from the earliest years in my childhood for you know, for the ability to protect myself and, and survive my childhood, I created this incredibly strong ego, which, which, which I had no understanding of until this all happened. And, and so, you know, my whole life and I, and I, you know, this, you see this all the time was living from ego. Um, And and so this so essentially what I went through was this very sort of uh, this very interesting time in my life, because at the same time that it was difficult and dark and challenging, it was actually one of the greatest periods of my life because I uh, really began to understand who it is that I am, the gifts that I was given in this life, and this much deeper connection to spirit, spirituality, um, and really the magic of life.
0: Yes. And you are now seeing whatever your life has for you unfold, which is a beautiful thing. And you were talking to me about we're all born with this seed of greatness, which you're rediscovering or discovering, and many are discovering in this moment of discovery during this time. And so I'm just curious what the seed of greatness is, and do you mind elaborating on it?
2: Yeah, thank you. So, so what happened was... I I I I began to become this this very deep seeker and I it was like every book I could get my hands on about spirituality about uh the sort of bigger questions in life about why we're here our purpose and I went on this own study for myself and what happened was I read a book by a woman um uh, the, the the name of the book was the top five regrets of the dying a woman by the name of Bronnie Ware and th- th- she was a hospice nurse who helped thousands and thousands of people die and she would interview them within their last couple weeks of, of life and one of the things that th- the number one regret of the dying is people on their deathbed who did not live a life that was authentic to them versus living a life of what others expected of them. And this book struck such a deep nerve within me that I went on this uh, journey of studying what it is that we have when we're born. And what I learned was, was that every single one of us is born with this unique seed of greatness is what i call it and this seed is essentially implanted in us before we even come and this seed has these very unique characteristics of the things that we are naturally connected to and in most cases We know this when we come, we know this as children. And then in our lives, so many things happen where this thing that we know, uh, we begin to bury. And, And we begin to bury it because of either what our family says about it, our friends say about it, society says about it. And then we go on and we live these lives continuing to cover up the seed of greatness. And it has become this deeply passionate uh, work of mine, helping people rediscover the seed of greatness, because it was sort of this this process for myself um, to understand my own seed of greatness. And, and for me, when I left, I automatically reconnected with this deeply creative part of myself. I mean, like singing lessons, guitar, art, glass blowing, you name it. Really? Uh, Amazing. Amazing. And how old were you? I was 41 at the time.
0: See? See? Yeah. That's beautiful to hear because when people hit a certain age, it's like their late 20s when they think that, you know, they can't do anything else.
2: And yeah. And the, and the truth is, is that the, the seed always remains in you. It never goes away. And what I, my belief is what happens is the universe spirit um, energy around us sort of source energy is always bringing us back to the seed. It's always bringing us back to the seed uh, really, by in in all these different ways, restructuring your life, um, sometimes through sickness, sometimes through loss, sometimes through grief, um, but it's always bringing us back to these seeds that we were born with.
0: Mm, beautifully said. Beautifully said. And you are re-exploring this now and there's so much that your story is so beautiful and you have so much to share and i'm glad that you're now sharing it with the world and you even started a podcast right in 2018 called the awakened dad am i correct yes
2: that is right
0: (laughs) so are we anticipating a relaunch
2: we are anticipating a relaunch actually (laughs) Uh, and and i'll tell you uh what's so interesting about that is is that In 2018, I I launched this whole project called The Awakened Dad, which uh, was a podcast and was, was, was at the time helping fathers reconnect on a deeper level with their children. And what happened to me was, again, the sort of old programming came back in and fear crept in and anxiety crept in and worry about what others were going to think about me crept in and worry about... Uh, you know, all the people and business people that I had worked with and what they would think of me and all of that stopped me from moving into, uh, that my own seed. And, and what I found was even though it stopped me, it never left me. It never Mm. left me.
0: Yes. Yes. It never, it never leaves. It's, it's planted within you and there's no you know taking out the roots it's there it's rooted in uh do you believe that people go through these experiences of contrast as part of their awakening journey where they may feel disconnected for a period of time and if so what advice would you give for them to i don't like to say wake back up but i'd rather say just you know reconnect
2: Mm. Yeah, I do. I I I do believe that life shows up in contrast, so that that seed within uh, comes to us. And 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 my belief is is that, and and my own experiences and from the work I've been doing is that that seed takes the shape of these whispers that we hear. These these whispers that we hear when we're in the shower. These whispers that we hear when we're in meditation. These whispers that we hear when all of the distractions go away, and and the whispers remain the same, uh, you know, over and over because the seed never changes from 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 what I've learned and and have have researched. And so, yes, it has. Everyone has the ability to reconnect with the seed. And what I have also learned, um, and, and yes, I feel like life does give us such contrast, but what I've also learned is is that not only do we always reconnect with the seed, but that it does take a level of courage to move into our greatness it takes a level of courage and also it takes being surrounded by a community of people who are encouraging us to move into that greatness because doing it alone and from my own experience is so incredibly difficult because you have all of the all of life coming at you and whatever your life is whether it's children, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's society, life just comes at us. And what I have found and learned is that community is such great medicine to help us move into our greatness and into the seed that's within us.
0: It's truly key. And sometimes you might be in a community where you realize though you love the people, whatever you're experiencing in life right now, it might not be serving you so much. If I'm not somebody who's like, okay, cut them out. I'm 100%. I love to keep people that have been in my life for decades in my life or since I was born. I keep them in my life forever. I love them so much and they have such a beautiful gift and treasure, but also to support my spiritual journey, it's been very profound and I think essential even to have a community that also supports that, if that makes sense.
2: I absolutely agree. And this was one of the things that I really shrugged off for so long, you know, just in the sense of like, oh, I, and I really think it's so much of my ego it was like, oh, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it, you know, on your own. Um, and the truth is, 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 is the community aspect of it is this, I feel like it's like this X factor, if you will, um to it's like everyone should have a community of people who are solely their sole responsibility is to encourage us to move into this seed of ours however strange or odd or uh you know different that seed is because (laughs) and, and, and the reason why is because what i have learned and experienced is 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 once you are there and operating in it and and being that the rivers of joy that open up within uh, uh, our systems, uh, you simply cannot replicate
0: beautifully said amen amen you're born to create and continue to expand your creative horizon and that's why i'm so thankful to continue to partner with skillshare as skillshare is a sponsor of this episode and they're now offering our listeners a free one month trial using our link skillshare.com slash your own magic and skillshare for those who don't know, is an online learning community for creatives where millions come together to take their next step in their creative journey. And Skillshare offers thousands of inspiring classes for creatives and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and so much more. And there are so many fascinating classes. One that genuinely piques my interest is from the one and only Jonathan Van Ness, star of Queer Eye, and he has a class that seems so nourishing for the soul it's called the ultimate self-care playbook discover and nurture your centered self with lessons like preparing your planner listening to yourself releasing limiting beliefs a yoga moment the joy of discovery and so much more Brilliant, I say, brilliant. They also have many classes from YouTubers giving YouTube advice like Sorella Moore, Marquise Brownlee, Lily Sign, and Nathaniel Drew and podcasters with podcasting advice, of course, on getting started and more. So go explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash yourownmagic and get a one-month free trial of their premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash yourownmagic for your one-month free trial of their premium membership and now back to the show curious what other seeds of greatness you are exploring or when you're following these whispers where has this led you to explore and see your greatness
2: yeah yeah well you know first and foremost has been this gift of uh, uh, gift, the seed of intuition of mine and this real ability to sense and feel people and their sort of their situation, their lives, their what's ailing them. Like I'm, I, I've, I, I realized that initially I was like, oh, everyone can do this. This is part of everyone. And by the way, I believe everyone actually has these abilities, I, I just, for some reason, I think came in super sensitive into this world, um, and recognize that that gift, that intuition, I'm responsible to give it to others. I'm responsible to help others with the things that I am picking up and seeing and sensing. Um, yeah. And, and, and that piece that sort of piece of, look, this isn't mine. Like this isn't, this isn't for me. This is for me to truly be in service of other people by giving them the things that are coming to me. Yes. So that was like just the, 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 the biggest piece number, number one. And then, and then I, I don't know if I'd actually like rank them. Cause I think they're all equally important, but was, was this, this incredibly deep connection to creativity, to this sort of mysterious, um, this mysterious like layer of ideas, this like mysterious idea universe or, ma- or or imagination universe that I believe is out there, and and as a kid I would always. You know, I'd always like get in trouble because I would just, I would daydream. I would just literally like get into, you know, my own, my own deep imagination, create these, yeah, these elaborate stories. And so what happened to me was I associated that with bad because when I would daydream, I was always told like, Hey, you know, you need to pay attention. You got to focus. You need to be able to focus, focus, focus. And so this, this, um, this like vast imagination of mine, I began to associate with, with negative. And, and so it like programmed in me as, okay, like, no, not something you, you need to focus and you need to be on track and you, you know, all those different, you know, things that people talk <laughs> about and, yep. and what I what I learned through my awakening was was that this imagination of mine this ability to connect to this sort of magical place it fed me it was like when I would go there and just dream or write it was like the more time I would spend there the more I would feel full and so I just wanted to be there more and and now for me even my dreams. So like, I will have these like, these dreams when I wake up in the morning, and I will sit and write immediately because I want to give this place of imagination where dreams exist, where I believe ideas come from the ability to have space and place in my real world.
0: That is exactly my inner world as well. I (laughs) uh, No, you are only confirming a lot of what I experience as well. And it's always nice to hear from another fellow daydreamer of how they mostly spend a lot of their days without Mm. feeling guilty about it anymore. I think that this journey has allowed me to sit in that space because it does nourish me. Of course, I also, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm aware, very present as well. Mm -hmm. So how do you integrate the two so you can also make things happen in life?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. Because it's, it's something that for a while, you know, it was like, I had this gear when I was in the corporate world, this gear of just just doing. I mean, everything was do, everything was execute and do. And uh, what I recognized was so much of that was really coming from this ego place of mine. Now I would still use my creativity and my imagination and my intuition, um, uh, you know, in, in that world. And then sort of after I went through this, this, this journey, um, uh, it was it was it definitely got me to a place of okay um I now need to have the courage to communicate the things that were coming to me uh either from this connection to spirit, either from this imagination imaginatory magical part of of the universe um and begin to communicate these things and communicate them in the form of, um, you know, whether it was writing or music, and then expressing that to the world. What I found was was that so many of us um, get fed when we express our truest selves to the world. Now, at the same time that I say that, it takes so much courage to do because the human species is designed and our brains are designed to protect ourselves because we don't know whether it's the lion a hundred thousand years ago, or if it's something else that's going to cause us harm, but the brain will work against us expressing our truest selves in fear of what's going to happen. Uh, and you know, you can fill in the blank of what's going to happen. So I really moved into this place of communicating, expressing, and, and just pushing it out in the face of the fear that would come up within me. And it was like, I, I was like, I knew that if I gave that fear more than 30 seconds, I wouldn't do it. So, so meaning it, whether it was I was recording a video or whether it was I was um, uh, writing, um, I knew that I had to get whatever that was out within a very short time frame, or else my mind would make up enough stories for me to not express what was in me, what was truly in me.
0: Mm. It's so good. So you give yourself 30 seconds.
2: It was a 30 second rule. And I knew if I didn't get it out within 30 seconds, it was not going to go out. Now this was, this was after, you know, years of writing so much doing, I mean, I would do videos and I would never put them out.
0: Oh yes. Yes. I understand fully.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I would do videos and I would never put them out. I would write, I would, and I, I feel like I would like, be channeling and write and I would never put it out there yep. solely based on the fear. And so I I knew that if there was a way to get through that that uh that it 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 would just help me to express. But then the other thing that ended up happening was was when I began to put my truth out there it came back in like megatons
0: from people Mm -hmm. in the best way
2: in the best possible way
0: yeah rewinding just a little bit back for those who are sensitive and feel responsible as well for okay you have a great intuitive hit about somebody and you want to share it but at the same time um are you someone who would rather just share it or do you kind of wait for the invite
2: meaning if If I get an intuitive hit Mm -hmm. uh, about a person or about someone, yeah, I, I, I'll share it. But in a lot of cases, I'll share it in a way that is sensitive. Yes. Uh, They don't
0: feel attacked or pointed at. I'll
2: actually like know it. And then I'll ask questions that help me to get to the place where then I can deliver it.
0: That's so powerful to know, especially for those that are listening who also are very highly sensitive and they receive these intuitive hits about other people. It's also sometimes it's like I will question like, okay, I want to make sure that this is not something that I'm misinterpreting Mm. as well because that's not fair for the other person. So it's good to ask those questions just to make sure you are on point, and then at the same time, being sensitive to the approach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any <laughs> other messages you'd like to share before rapid fire?
2: Yeah, um, probably the biggest learning, you know, for me, just, just around this sort of, just this intuition piece, this, uh, this, this seed of greatness piece, um, you know, is sort of, the. I think, not I think, I mean, what I've learned is my, at least the reason that I'm here and doing this work uh, and the reason that I'm here. It's like, I've, I've, I've gotten very clear on the reason that I'm here.
0: Yes. Yes. What do you think your soul's greatest mission is and why you're here?
2: Yeah. My soul's greatest mission is to help others, Uncover and live out their greatest lives, and their greatness, and their seed of greatness.
0: Their seed of greatness. Why do you call your podcast the Seed of Greatness? Actually, like the Awakening Dad, though.
2: I know. You know, it's a great question. Actually, I I, (laughs) uh, like three years ago. Like uh, this, just this came to me. Literally, just came to me. It was like download Mm -hmm. after download after download. And so what did I do? I went and bought the URL, Seed of Greatness.
0: (laughs) Great. Perfect. As long as you own that.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And that is some of the benefits and the bonuses of coming from the corporate space where you're like, okay, now I know what to do when it comes to owning something just so I can make sure to get that in gear.
2: You know what? It's so funny. I never even think of that. And it's actually such a good point and a good point to share with people in the sense of, cause yes, so many people get downloads and I feel like more, so many more people are waking up every day and really being, becoming these channels and like the easiest thing. And I've done this multiple times. is like, I'll like have this like this download and I'll literally go to Google domains and I will buy I love that.
0: I love that. I've done that. I just <laughs> recently did that two days ago as well. So I'm on the same page <laughs> as you. Um, That's
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> all right. Ready for some rapid fire, Brent?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: All right. Coffee or tea?
2: Coffee.
0: Same. Uh, vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. Same. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Arya, right, what's your morning routine like?
2: 6.30 uh, a.m. Mm-hmm. Or 6.28 uh, or 628 that's exactly whichever <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> it's like whatever spirit decides i know that's how. coffee push the button on the coffee maker go downstairs light my incense light my candle sit down meditate for 25 30 minutes mm-hmm. walk upstairs get my cup of coffee Sit down at my desk and journal for as long as it comes.
0: Beautiful, as long as it comes. I love that you just stream of consciousness.
2: That's right, totally stream of consciousness. Yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And what are your favorite incense to light?
2: Ooh, so I have this vanilla cinnamon, uh, (laughs) which lovely, lovely. Yeah, which is uh, which is which I mix with. I actually have this this redwood incense as well. I don't know the brand name um Mm -hmm. and uh and then another like cinnamon bark like the the cinnamon kind of that whole world
0: (laughs) you love the cinnamon things yes i get that it's such a great smell i get it and taste i get it i get it how do you feel compared to the corporate world your day-to-day experiences are you more Free with your time, or are you somebody that keeps it yourself, like very busy and focused.
2: You know, I I, I am I am more free with my time. Um, and now, at the same time, what I have what I have learned and recognized is is that without putting. Just a container around myself. And I I used to like rebel against the schedule. Like, oh God, you know, like I don't want to have the schedule because of this, just this creativity, this creative part of me. But what I learned was, was that the schedule, I like to call it putting a container around myself so that I can produce the work that's in me. Because if I don't have a container around myself, I, I won't produce in the way that I know that I need to produce.
0: 100%. It's smart. It's smart to have that. Yeah. Um, how about, how do your children and your wife support your awakening? God, that's
2: great. That's that's That might be a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was funny because the first thing that comes to me is, is, when I first started meditating, and I first started meditating when I was at Twitter, I was towards the end, I was getting sick every day, three months, I would get strep throat with a fever on the couch for like three days, Z-pack and like, and and then back at it. And this was, this was like, I feel like this was spirit, like slow down, communicating, slow down. Uh down, down. And so I, so I reached out this, this great friend of mine. He was actually in India at the time. This was like 20, 13 and he said listen this was before any meditation apps came out anything like that, and they just started he said listen i i heard about this app called headspace and you should give it a try there's this simple way like you know 10 minutes for 10 days see what happens and i did it and literally like day 2 the penny dropped and I was writing, I mean, probably like four or five, six sheets of paper, how grateful I was for my life and my kids and my wife, all these things that I hadn't felt in so very long. So that's a, a, a long story of, so I started to meditate and, and Raquel, I, I judged it so much that I would hide that I was meditating. Really? Yeah, it wasn't talked about. Nobody really yeah. did it, and yeah. especially in like corporate America, and so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I would like, I would literally like hot, like sneak downstairs to sit and meditate, and over time, obviously, it became much more you know just part of my life, and what I've recognized is is that I know that my kids see this, and it's something that they now have that is ingrained and programmed in them because I was doing it since they were, you know, three and four years old.
0: I love that. I love that. It's amazing that you get to be that influence for them.
2: And and, yeah, and it's, and so, so they very much support me. You know, one of my kids is like, I, I feel like, uh, literally like a channel, um, like very <laughs> spiritual. The other one who's the oldest one. He's like, you know, what are you talking? He's like, what are you talking <laughs> about dad? He's like, Oh, he, he, you know, he'll be like, Oh, is it like, is it like uh, sun <laughs> in like the 10th house today? Dad? Is that why I'm, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, yeah totally like, oh really dad is it like aries like something like that yeah yeah it totally it's make so fun hilarious. of me yeah so yeah it's yeah. 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 it totally a... yeah. He's uh,
0: making fun of you but it sounds like he's not he, he's still supportive in a humorous way well even if, like, if he doesn't believe it it's just like so, the fact that they don't have to believe it. it's just like not judging you for
2: it well, well so i gotta tell you this so the 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 most interesting thing is so of course like throughout this journey i've i've learned i've learned astrology like i know how to read birth charts and like like just love astrology follow it Mm -hmm. so much and and so i know all of my kids and my wife like how what their birth charts are who they are and how they set up
0: right And, and it's probably on point well the
2: thing is him he is a he's a he's an uh aries sun and a cancer moon which means oh which is that is that are you the same thing
0: well no 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 I was just I for some reason it shocked me given his um well is he like a Capricorn rising or something he's
2: a Leo rising and okay Okay. and, and what I've learned what I've learned about him is that like him being a cancer moon he actually has this like very deep connection to you. Yes. And
0: 100% so deeply intuitive. Yes.
2: And so I love that he makes fun of me for it because yes. there will be a day that he'll yep. be like, dad, we, we need to talk. Yep.
0: I, mean, it, I know exactly. It does. And it takes yeah. time in one's own time, which is so great. Yeah. How amazing is that? I love hearing that.
2: He, yeah. And, and, and so, and then my middle child is, he's cancer son. So he's, he's like the, He's literally like rainbow aura, Aww. which is sort of, yeah. <laughs> How about moon? Uh, his, I think he, he's actually a Gemini moon.
0: Okay. And then you have another yeah. child, right?
2: And then I have th- the youngest who's a, he's a Virgo rising Gemini sun. Okay. Um. Yeah. And yeah, is he yeah. very
0: like together, put together? <laughs> he
2: is like, it's like, it's like he's, he's four, he's almost five. And I'm like. I know you're gonna be some sort of a physician. In the world.
0: You know, right? He's, <laughs> probably he is
2: like so just intellectual and analytical and yeah, probably so smart. Yes. Amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and, how about uh, your you and your wife?
2: Yeah, so my well, the interesting part is is that when we got married, and I, I specifically remember at our wedding, my wife got up on stage and said something to the crowd. That had some spiritual undertone, really? and and I was like, I literally was like, I cannot believe you just said that to all of these people, like such <laughs> judgment towards, uh, you know, any level of spirituality. Like I was, I had judged it so much, <laughs> and I, right, I, it's so funny, right? Ooh, and man. and so she grew up really, sort of from an early age, connected uh, to spirituality. And so it was like, when I had my awakening, I say, I say, I like woke up off a cliff and it was like, you know, just sort of like, so we talk and have this really, we, we actually have a, uh, like, I'm, i mean, I've done a whole lot of research on it. We actually have a faded, um, relationship. Um, we're, we're sort of, it just means that we, um, I guess faded destined, uh, is that, she when we first got married um in in our early years you know we had kids really quickly and like in the early years of our marriage we had a like we had a we had a ton of challenges like we we just did not communicate and i and she triggered me so much i i mean i would be literally like triggered to triggered to trigger to trigger to trigger now what has what happened in our marriage was was that me being triggered that much and then going through the awakening was actually the key to me understanding all of these things about myself. And what I, because, because what I learned was that triggers are actually the opening the doorway to understanding who we are. It's actually like the greatest thing that can happen to us is to get triggered because underneath each trigger is this pain. And this, wo- and this wound. And in order to heal, you got to know what the wound is. And in order to know what the wound is, you got to get triggered. And, and so for me, but I didn't know any of this, you know, until I sort of went through this experience. And, and so went from this sort of friction relationship to one where, I just have this unbelievable level of gratitude for, her in my life for mm. meeting her. And the reason I say it was fated, so I, uh, and the oh, fated.
0: I, I, I swear, I, I heard F A D E D. I was like, what's, what's what oh. you mean? okay, <laughs> I what you're saying. I literally was so confused. I thought this was uh. like an astrol- astrological fated chart thing. I was like, what is this? But fated, yes, of course it was fated.
2: <laughs> well, no, well, actually, it like astrologically was fated in the sense of, when you line up our charts, uh, the planets in our charts are at places in the houses of our charts um, that are, we were essentially destined for each other, Uh. destined to heal the wounds in either of us uh, throughout our relationship in order in order for us to live the lives that we're here to live. And because, you know, part of awakening is you got to deal with the pain and trauma that's in there. And by the way, we all have it. We all have it.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, that is beautiful that you got to see this. And then it was like, it was just proof on the pudding that you already knew just seeing your charts aligned. So what's your sun and moon? What's her sun and moon and rising?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're both Leo rising. I am. So I have a lot of fire. So I'm Aries Sun, Aries Moon.
0: Wow. Uh,
2: I, yeah, I got a That's crazy amazing. amount of fire. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's sometimes it is. They can definitely. Yeah, can uh, definitely... trust me. As someone who's
0: crazy with the fire too, and I'm all over the board Leo. By the way, I totally understand the crazy fire. Yeah
2: so so she is a gemini sun aquarius moon and, and 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 we're both Leo rising but the aquarius moon is one of the most interesting things and it's ba- she just basically like looks at life like in a very unique and different way she's just very kind of inventive with how she approaches life with how she is a mother with how um and she has this deep inner strength that we all in different, you know, cases and spaces and places uh, have latched onto the whole family.
0: Beautiful. And I picture her as well, being someone who really cares about other humans.
2: I, I mean, so funny. I said to her the other day, like, cause we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about a situation and I'll say, you know, I'll like, I'll say something, And her first, the first place that she goes to is thinking about someone else on a much more macro scale. And I said to her, I said, I said, I said, you are always like focused on the suffering of humanity. And she's like, she's like, you nailed it. She's like, literally like all I think about our people and what they're going through
0: oh, okay she's an angel angel <laughs> and you are too it's so beautifully combined <laughs> oh. Oh, i love the hearing all of this now i have one last question to ask you that i ask all the your own magic guests yes how would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic
2: yes so i believe that within us the magic is resides in this place that's always talking to us and i am certain that when all of the distractions go away and the quiet comes which is nature or meditation or shower or exercise the whispers come the whispers are always speaking to us and they come in the form of that thought will pop in that thing just rises up within us and we know we all have this inner knowing and what i have learned is is that when we connect with the knowing however crazy the knowing is however crazy it is it allows us to live within this river of joy which i believe is this river of magic
0: beautifully said wow uh brent i'm so thankful for all your many messages on here. And I know that so many people will feel very fueled and nourished and seen with what you said and as they may relate in many ways. And Brent, you are truly a light and I'm so thankful that you are sharing your story with more people. Where can everyone connect with you? Yes, yeah, so
2: you can connect with me uh, at, at Instagram, uh, Brent Heard, um, and you can email me uh Brent Hurd at gmail.com. Very simple.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. No one provides <laughs> it.
2: email. No one that. provides an email. <laughs> that's the cor- that's the corporate. That's the corporate guy in me.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's
2: <laughs> so funny. I know. It's just it comes totally natural. It's like, yeah, like how do you yeah. how do you put these two things together? I don't really know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my phone number is <laughs> <laughs> literally.
2: <laughs> Oh man. Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs)
0: Oh, Brent. Thank you. And also, The Awakened Dad.
2: Yes, The Awakened Dad. (laughs) I'll put a link. That's exactly right. Yes, The Awakened Dad podcast. Yes. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Brent.
2: Thank you, Raquel.
0: Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group. Especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.